0: Welcome to the Real Happy Mom podcast. I'm your host, Tony Ann, the blogger and content creator at Real Happy Mom, where moms can find encouragement and practical tips for this journey called motherhood. I also have this podcast to introduce you to other moms from various walks of life. And today on episode number 43, I'll be talking to Kimboy about self-care. Now this is a little bit different from what you've heard in the previous episodes. She's gonna be talking about the four cups for self-care. Now, you may be wondering what those four cups are. Stay tuned and you'll find out. Now, let's jump into episode number 43 with Kimberly. Alrighty,
1: Welcome to the podcast, Kimberly. I am so happy to have you on today. Oh, I'm thrilled to be here. We've been talking about this for a few months and so I'm glad that we're getting to make this happen.
0: Oh yes and before we jump into everything I wanted to kind of tell a little background story about how I got to this point of being able to speak to you today. So what happened was I had a previous blog, and then I decided I didn't want to do that anymore, and then I started my new blog, Real Happy Mom, and one of the posts that I first started looking at to kind of get me inspired on topics to talk about for my blog was actually your blog post about self-care, and it got me super inspired, like, man, like, this is something that I really need to do better about and something that I've been working on, and so I started um, doing a roundup post about self-care for moms and it turned into a big, huge hit. It's one of my most popular posts to date, um, most shared posts. And I was always like, man, if I could get her attention, that would be awesome. And then
1: I finally got your attention. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And, and I actually think I reached out to you. Yes, I'm yes. like, Hey girl, you want me to come talk to your
0: people? I'd love to talk about this. Yes. 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 So you if you're listening and you're like, who is this lady and why is Tony Ann so excited? You will find out in just a few minutes because she has so much to share about this topic of self-care. But before we jump into that, I just wanted you to just share a little bit about yourself.
1: Sure. So I'm a wife um, married to a fabulous man, not perfect, but he's perfect for me. And I am a mom to two grown boys. And um, I I am also a stepmom to two grown children. I'm in private practice in uh, Northern California, Uh, but I do work with people across the nation and I even have people across the world. Uh, My passion is helping women, especially moms to create wildly successful marriages by taking a whole person approach, and that also means wholehearted, through a system that I developed called the in love approach. And the I in in love stands for investing in self-care, which is amazing, but um, amazing to me that it's often the most overlooked part of creating a happy marriage. And, and I'm going to get to talk about that today. We won't really talk about marriage, but we'll talk about self-care. And I love what I do. I'm so fortunate to be able to see marriages grow and flourish and the light bulb go, go on for people going, oh my gosh, I've been doing this for years. This isn't working. And what about this? And what about that? So I am in a unique position where I, I tell my husband, I am single handedly going to make a difference in the divorce rate. I'm going to, that's my goal. That is awesome. I, I love to hear that because
0: the divorce rate is pretty high around here, at least in the States. So I am really happy to hear
1: that. Well, and and I'm passionate about it because I'm actually divorced. I was married for 15 years and got divorced. And I looked, and afterwards I did all this like research and self self-reflection like what was my part in this what did I do wrong and all these things and and I made so many mistakes and and nobody told me nobody said you know you can't you should what what are you doing that's not going to help and Mm -hmm. so I I said you know I can be that for other people I can take this this pain and this discomfort and everything that went along with getting divorced and I can maybe help other people not repeat my mistakes
0: I like that a lot. Now, you mentioned that you help women with creating these better marriages, but how does self-care come into play with that? And what led you to incorporating self-care into your coaching?
1: Well, basically what I do with my clients is I'm always looking for patterns and I'm looking for the cause of problems. And so we're trying to figure out what's causing this. Could we have said something different? How did your mate interpret what you said? How um, would they said something? How did you interpret it? And so I ask a lot of questions and what happened is really quick. I learned with my clients that what was happening is that they were, they were telling me things like, oh, um, were arguing. And I said, well, how, what was your night? Like, what was your day? Like, and you know, how was your, how was your work schedule? And I started realizing that so many of the arguments that my clients were having or their inability to attune with their mate, or even the stresses they were having with their kids, or because they were physically just not okay. They were exhausted. I would even ask clients, you know, some of them wouldn't do the homework assignments, like reflect on this, or tell me about this, during the week and I'd come back and I'm like, Well, okay, so tell me about you know what your what your journal showed you. And they'd be like, well, I didn't do it. I said, well, tell me why. Because I'm not going to shame anybody because everybody's got their own journey. Mm -hmm. But I'd say, tell me why. And they're like, you know, I was just exhausted and I'm just tired. And so I have my clients we're tracking their schedules, their cycles. Are we, you know, what happens before, during, and after? Are we stronger here? What that kind of thing. And so I started really noticing that um so many of my clients problems were being compounded by what i call the physical and so i started taking steps back and saying we got to get the physical first and you know it's the idea of when you're going for a long journey in a car you don't just go you make sure the oil is in your car is topped off. You uh, make sure you've got water. You make sure your tires are fully inflated and you pack some snacks. I mean, we do. Um, you know, your spare tire is it in good working condition. And um, we even carry an extra container of oil in our car. We don't usually need it, but we've had rest stops. We've been at where people said, do you have any oil? Um, those kind of things. And so when a marriage is in trouble, the one thing that we can pretty much do is work on the self-care and get, get somebody stronger so that they maybe don't take things so personal or they're not dealing with, I'm so tired and he said this and it just irritated me. And then you look back later and you go, why was I so cranky? And then you feel guilty. Then you have to apologize. And so um, you know it, it helps with my clients to not feel so defeated. And self-care is really the first step for me. Even if they say, well, my husband's dealing, we're dealing with this and and I'm I'm mad because of this. It's like, how's your self-care? It's always, I always start with self-care because if we aren't taking care of ourselves, there's no way you can make that marriage work. Absolutely. I totally- Or at least fix those problems.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes, ma'am. You use the four cups of self-care, the customized self-care for your clients. And mm-hmm. I just wanted you to walk us through these four cups because these are- the topics that actually got me inspired to write that post that I was telling you about.
1: Oh, yay. (laughs) Um, You know, we never know who we inspire, right? Yes. You just never know those little things, whether it's somebody you said something nice to in a grocery store that just really needed somebody to acknowledge them. So it's great that we can, you know, give that feedback. Um, The idea of the four cups um, is basically the idea that we can't pour from an empty cup. But we do, especially as women, we have our cups that are depleted. There's like nothing left in them. They've, you know, they're spilt over and every little drop is gone and we're still trying to pour more out of it. And, and that's our habit. We love to pour from our cup. The problem is, is we got to get stuff going in so that we can have stuff coming out. So I, the idea of the four cups is we look at our physical cup, our emotional cup, our mental cup, and our spiritual cup. And can I run through them? Can I spend a little time? Yes. Okay, great. So the idea of the physical cup, and I think physical is the easiest of the cups to fill up is, you know, we need to get plenty of sleep, which I say that and I don't do it, but, you know, (laughs) I try, (laughs) I try. Some days are really good and other days I'm not, not so good. Um, you know, drinking plenty of water, that one I'm usually pretty good at. Although you know, the problem with drinking plenty of water is then you have to go to the bathroom more often. And oh, yeah. I had a lady years ago, and I'm in my mid-50s, so um, it's been a while, but she, this was like when I was in my 20s, and this lady named Janet, she used to get bladder infections all the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember asking her, like, why? She goes, well you know, it's because I don't go to the bathroom when I should. And she would she would literally hold it like cross legs, like a little, you know, like a kindergartner or something. Oh, and she always got these bladder infections. I'm like, just go to the bathroom. <laughs> but you know, as moms, sometimes you're mm-hmm. like, I, 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 I've I, been holding it for an hour, you know? And I've even had that when I do workshops and things where you're like, mm, I needed to go to the bathroom 20 minutes ago and I still have 20 more minutes to talk about. So mm-hmm. That one I understand, but, you know, getting our bodies moving and whatever that is to you. Um, I'm very big on and everything being customized. Some people love yoga. Some people love walking. Some people say walking the dog in the morning and at night is good. Um, it, it's really up to the individual. Um, nourishing ourselves. I mean, there's foods that I eat or I actually try not to eat that if I eat them, I know afterwards I'm going to feel exhausted. And so we need to not, We need to not do that. We need to be more self-loving and physically we can do that. Um, Things like just getting our vitamin levels checked, whether it's vitamin D or iron or B12, um, having your blood sugar checked if you think you're at risk, those kind of things. So we've got, we need to tend to ourselves physically and it's kind of like the object in motion stays in motion. So the more we tend to ourselves physically, the more we're going to keep that physical going. But I also like to say that there's the unglamorous side of self-care. And I mean, the really ugly, nobody likes to do it. And that's the things like the mammograms. And it's going to the dentist, (laughs) you know, or it's the, uh, you know, flossing our teeth. You're like, oh, I really just want to go to bed, you know, so and and i'm guilty of that sometimes so don't hate me um you know i'm guilty of that and so i have like those little flossing sticks in my car and i'm like if i didn't floss you know yesterday a couple times i'm going to try to do it as i'm driving while i'm in traffic i'm going to make the most of my time but physical is is all of those little things that so often we neglect we don't get enough sleep or we don't get enough this and um that tends to be the easiest one it's the one that um is in a lot of ways the least painful Mm -hmm. and that means if you're not like all of a sudden going ahead and working out and now you're sore for two days but the the second cup is the emotional cup and this one tends to be the most challenging for most of my clients because the emotional cup brings up emotions and some of those emotions are things that you haven't healed from when you were 12 or when you were you know 20 and um Those things can be difficult and they don't, they're not as, they're not as easy as taking a, a, you know, vitamin D pill to get your vitamin up. So the emotional cup, I say things like, you know, we need to get more comfortable saying no when it doesn't fuel your life and your family. And one of the first steps I give my clients in the saying no is don't, you don't have to say no. You can say, let me think about it. I'll get back to you in 48 hours. Mm -hmm. because we're right, right. When people are asking us things, we feel like we have to say yes or no. And you don't have to do that. You can say, let me think about it. I'll get back to you in 48 hours. And then you can fully think about it and you can figure out if you can really do it. Um, It's kind of, it's, it's, you know, boundaries, but I'm, I'm a little different when it comes to boundaries. I talk to people about boundaries and I'm, I'm a little at times anti-boundaries and I hope that doesn't irritate the people who listen. One of the, well, it does people go, how would you be against boundaries? (laughs) And, but what I found and it it just hurts my heart is that sometimes people are abusing the word boundaries. And I have an example that I give um, from one of my clients where she was demanding for their anniversary that they go to a certain place to have for dinner. And her husband's like, well, you know, i I kind of had this other thing. He had this whole evening planned as a surprise. She goes, well, then I'm not going. Mm. And she said, well, that's a boundary. I should be able to set that boundary. I said, no, you were bullying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, you, you were bullying. Let's be real. You were bullying. So you wanted your way. Why wasn't a discussion there? Why did you not say, honey, I really want to go to this place. I know you have this evening planned and I want to honor that. Let's do that. But next week, can we go to this place? There were so mm. many things she could have done besides say, this is a boundary. So sometimes I have to unboundary people, I say, Um, but in the emotional cup, I say we need to cry more and, you know, tears are very, very healing, you know, physically, chemically. Um, But you know what? Crying sucks because we (laughs) feel vulnerable, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, think about how, how when people cry, what, what happens to their body? Well, depending on the kind of cry, I mean, that deep sobbing thing, you're like, your body is in convulsions yeah. or, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've all done that. Um, or maybe you go into a fetal position because you feel vulnerable. I want to get as small as possible. Or, you know, some, I have clients who will cry in my office in appointments and they always cover their face or cover their head. Mm-hmm. And it's like, because we feel vulnerable, we're trying to protect ourselves. Um, and I tell people just, it's okay to feel that. You just get yourself in a safe place with a safe person. Um, under emotional, I tell people reach out for support. You know, if you have people you need to talk to and you need support in, um, you know, a group or friends or something, as long as they're not bashing people, your mate and stuff, reach out. Mm-hmm. And I even under emotional, I even put things like decluttering. Because because sometimes people get clutter and then they start doing self-talk that says, oh my gosh, I should not be this. And I'm this. And I'm, oh my God. And all of a sudden they've spent 20 minutes just berating themselves in a way that they would never speak to a friend. Mm-hmm. You would never go to a friend's house and go, oh my God, your house is such a mess and you need to clean it up. And why aren't you doing this? And you know, you already know this. It's like, what? Your no <laughs> friend, don't talk yeah. to yourself like that. I'm a big fan of challenging beliefs too. You know, we have beliefs that we picked up somewhere along the way that don't serve us. And sometimes we learned them because as we were a kid, we were heard, you know, things like money doesn't grow on trees or don't trust anyone or, you know, those kind of things that were told to us at a time where we were so open to that notion that we've grabbed onto it. And now it's like an anchor and it keeps us from really living our life fully. So I I do a an affirmation and a belief exercise with my clients to help them get to the root of some of the things. So I'm a big fan on affirmations. I Mm -hmm. know you have some too. Oh yes. Um yeah. So I, I love seeing that you're doing affirmations and um I do a whole class with my clients like a couple times a year. Anybody that's been in my client, you can come to this class for free. You can bring a friend. I don't even I used to do it in the public, but I don't do in charge. I just do it for my clients. And I do that because I find myself saying it over and over again, so it's easy for me just to do a day and have a class and there's no charge. Um, But yeah, you and I should talk about that sometime. Oh
0: yes, Um, definitely.
1: Because it's it's that self-talk and we don't even know. Mm -hmm. People don't realize it. and, And I tell people when it comes to affirmations, look for your charge spaces. And I mean like when you're in the car, are you so frustrated? Is that where you need to post up affirmations? Every clock in the house, I tell my clients, every clock in the house and every door that leaves out of the house, you have to have affirmations posted. Hmm. Okay. Because as as you're leaving for the day, you want that last little something's wonderful or you need to stop and check yourself because so often when people are leaving the house, they're like, oh gosh, I have to go to work or hope the traffic's not bad. And they don't even realize the stuff they say to themselves. And Right? And think about this. Every time you look at a clock, what are you doing? I'm checking the time. I'm checking the time because I'm afraid of my head. I'm afraid I'm behind. I'm afraid I didn't do something. And so, you know, I put, even in my house, my poor family, um, I have notes in the bathroom (laughs) mirror because you look in the bathroom (laughs) mirror and you're like, oh, my hair hair looks like hell today. Mm -hmm. You know, or dang, I think today would have been a dry shampoo day. Too late now. You know, I mean, we say those things um, to ourselves. And so I've got my clients with affirmations everywhere that are customized to what they need. So yeah, we'll, we'll have to talk more about that.
0: Yes. Right. You you brought up a couple of things here that were really good because I, I feel like you're about to go on to something, but I wanted to go back just for a second. So the two cups that we've gone over so far are the physical and emotional. So you mm-hmm. mentioned that the physical tends to be the more easier cup that we can feel because I I just see this this is something that is like a little bit more tangible, like we can like actually work out we can drink more water we actually Mm -hmm. go to sleep versus like some of the other things like the emotional side even when you're talking about i was like oh i don't want to do that right now
1: (laughs) yeah i don't want to i don't want to get into that space but um because it's dark and it's ugly and it's gonna hurt no matter what it's gonna hurt drinking water doesn't hurt no no. sleeping doesn't hurt movement if you're just going for a walk shouldn't hurt Uh, but but emotional cup It's going to hurt. Yes.
0: Yes. And that is what I was going to get to, because when you're talking about the crying part, I was just thinking how I hate crying because one, I'm an ugly crier. I don't look cute when I cry. (laughs) My best friend, she is so cute when she cries. I laugh at her every time. I'm like, you're just so cute. Oh my gosh. But me, I'm like ugly. And like my eyes turn red and I'm all puppy. And I just feel terrible. (laughs) So I'm like, I hate crying, but it's true. Like, I do feel like this sense of physical relief, like, okay, I just got it out. So I feel better, but, and I should do it more. (laughs) I'm just afraid that I might scare somebody when I do it. (laughs)
1: well then you got to do it when you're by yourself you're like hey you're gonna have a little sign on the door that says mom's gonna ugly cry go away yes you know and and sometimes seriously i'll watch certain chick flicks i have a couple of chick flicks that i watch that i know are gonna make me cry because i know i need to cry before it gets to a point where i'm gonna cry to inopportune time Mm. and and so I, I will do what I call preemptive crying. I'm like, I need to get this out. And yes. there's actually chemicals that are released. There's, I've done some research on this, and I actually wrote a blog post on it. You know, crying and okay. tears. There's actually some chemicals, and there's a physical chemical thing that happens. So we can cry, and we didn't solve anything, and we feel better afterwards. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, girlfriend, I'm an ugly crier too. I'm, I'm a sobber, like <gasps> you know that kind of thing. I'm like, oh God, this is so unattractive, yes. you know. And, but that's where you've got to be in safe hands, or if you're by yourself, I'm cool with that too. Um, I mean, obviously, you don't want to do it in the grocery store line. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, um, but see, that's why if we cry preemptively, then it prevents us from like crying in the grocery line when you see like some magazine, like you know, some child was hurt or something. That's always gets yeah. me. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be okay. Maybe I'll just leave my cart and run, you know. <laughs> so yes. I am totally with you on that one. Now,
0: like I said, you went over the first two. So the physical and the emotional. Mm-hmm. Now we still have two other ones. So I wanted to yes. hear about those.
1: Yeah. The mental cup is um, about being creative. Um, and sometimes the emotional can be that too. But the mental is more about being creative. And it has a little bit more to do with being disciplined and this is about stimulating your brain. And the idea of stimulating your brain is important because, you know, things, it's the idea of the, the object in motion and things either going forward or backwards at any given time. And if you're not moving forward, then you're basically going backwards. Um, so I tell my clients, you know, I really want you to do something to stimulate your brain. I don't care if it's words with friends. Um, I don't care if it's reading, but there's also some other things to it. Anything that mentally saps you. Like if you have toxic people in your life, things you can do to minimize their impact on you. Um, I tell people that under mental, I usually put getting money handled, when people have money problems in their marriage, um, you know, just disagreements on how it's spent, uh, not paying bills. I have clients who make plenty of money and they still don't pay things on time. Like we need a better system because that, then you've got a late charge and all sorts of things that, that, that start mentally nagging at you. It's like a program running in the back of a computer that takes up space that you could just close the program Um, but setting goals would be in this place. Um, Saying yes more, even though I said earlier saying no uh, was important. Saying yes to the things that you really need to say yes to, but no to things like the negative self-talk, no to overspending, no to the toxic people, but yes to things that bring you joy, yes to things that make you happier, yes to things that are going to get you closer to your goals. So often we spend time yes and yes, for things that are not, they're not moving us forward. In fact, anything they're taking time away from us that could be better spent somewhere else. Um, But I would put yes as, you know, girlfriend time. I'm a big fan of spending time with girlfriends and uh, just chatting and having cups of tea and just, you know, messaging them or sending them beautiful little memes or something. Uh, So yes, I say yes more, but this is going to be mental is a little more creative and it's a little more stimulating your brain. So I love the watercolor. That's one of those things. And I love to make like for my Facebook page and stuff, my own little memes and um, the covers for my blog posts and things. I make those myself because I need a creative outlet. Mm -hmm. So that fills me up mentally. My husband even teases me about it because I use Canva. You're Mm -hmm. probably familiar with Canva and he'll... (laughs) he'll say, oh, she needs to go Canva. (laughs) So Canva's become like this thing where I'm like, honey, I'm going to go Canva for a while. Or he's like, oh, are you Canvying?" And I'm like, yeah. So, so Canva's become this whole word in our family that we say at least once a day. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's kind of a funny thing. So that's your mental. And then the spiritual is your soul work. And sometimes this is creative also because creative a lot of times has to do with birthing of something and c- connecting to some sort of higher power. So your spiritual is something that is is that soul stuff. So that's going to require you to meditate and pray and journal. For some people, it's getting in nature and and whatever it is for you, you got to find your thing. Gratitude journals. I do a lot of um, what I call RBLs, reverse bucket lists. Are you familiar with those? No, no so a reverse bucket list and this is like the first assignment i give my clients the first time we meet they have to do this and um, so a reverse bucket list is where you sit down and you come up with a list i give my clients 100, a hundred okay. a list of a hundred things that are pluses about you or compliments or accomplishments that get your mind shifted to saying look at all of this stuff I've done because Mm -hmm. we're so focused on how far up we still have to go the mountain. We forget to look back and see how far we've come. And I have people at the top of the mountain. They've only got a little bit left and they look back and like, Oh dang, look how far I've come. Mm -hmm. But they were focused on how far they still have to go. And when we're only focused on how far we have to go and not how far we've come, we lose part of the journey. Okay. And so the reverse bucket list is to come up with a list of a hundred items. And I challenge, I challenge every listener to do this a okay. hundred items of things you've accomplished or things you've done. Like, you know, my kids are all grown, they're all grown and they've not been in jail. They're not doing drugs and nobody's got babies. Okay. I'm going to count okay. that for like four, because <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and th- those are simple, but there's still something because, you know, some people can't say that, um, Um, things like, you know, graduating high school, getting my undergrad degree, getting my graduate degree, each one of those counts. And and I commuted to get my degree and I worked and my kids were little and, and we forget, we discount those things. Like we shouldn't be proud of that because some of those things are really worth cheering on. And I love to cheer on my clients when they, they have to bring in their bucket list item, their reverse bucket list. I'm like, yes, look at you girl. And then you say, if I could do that. I can do the next thing. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that's part of your spiritual work because a lot of times we are tuned into the universe or God or whatever your listeners associate with that, that higher power that says you go girl there. I got a plan for you. You go make this stuff happen. And it helps us also to figure out what our identity is. And that's one of my challenges with my clients is that they have, they have to really be careful what their identity is. And what I, What I mean by identity is we, you know, things happen in our life and we identify ourselves as, you know, for me, I could say I'm a divorcee or, and then there's, you know, maybe there's shame that goes along with that, or maybe there's, there's sorrow or something. And that's, that's not really who I am. And I, I know other people who've gone through tough times in their life and, and they've considered themselves to be victims. And I'm like, but you're not a victim because if your identity isn't being a victim, you can't. You can't get out of it. It becomes an anchor, mm-hmm. um, and so it's the idea of are you are you going to be a warrior or a worrier? Are you going to be a victim or an overcomer? And so the spiritual aspect. I also say we've got to look at our identity, um, and part of that becomes um, super important. Where almost the spiritual cup and the emotional cup will kind of pour back and forth where you have to do a lot of forgiveness, Mm -hmm. you know, we've got to forgive others. And, and I know you've got a podcast. I think somebody um, on forgiveness and
0: it was really good. Yes. Forgiveness is huge. And it was just um, last week. So yeah, you're right on time with that one. Yeah.
1: And forgiveness is huge. And, 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 and people, they don't want to forgive because they feel like they're letting people off the hook. They Mm -hmm. don't want to forgive because they feel like, well, that means it was okay. And it's not, it's not about that. And, and I'm sure, I didn't listen to that one yet, um, the, your podcast, but I'm sure that your person said it's about us. It it's is. about getting us unshackled. Mm-hmm. And, and I have a forgiveness exercise I do um, where I tell people, whoever has wronged you, and even if it's something horrible, then imagine them shrunk down as a small child. And a lot of times imagining them like as a five-year-old, it's easier to forgive them. Yes. Because as a grown adult, you go, you should know better. Mm-hmm. But too often, p- the things that people do are things that they do because when they were five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, they were wounded. They were wounded big time. And now they're still carrying that wound around in there. They're acting out in ways that are not appropriate. So I'm not saying they're off the hook. I'm saying, get yourself off the hook. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, Forgive yourself because we all have stuff and girlfriend, I can tell you stuff I've done. That I'm like, I'm not proud of. And I have had to forgive myself because we do things at times based on the information we have or based on even perhaps um, ignorance or um, s- trying to get some sort of need met in a way that didn't meet the need. And it didn't, it just made things worse. So I'm I I'm a big fan of forgiveness. Yes, yes, it is. And gratitude for- journals, and reverse bucket lists, and praying, and <laughs> meditating, and all of it, you know. All of that. Yes. Yeah. So just to recap, we went over
0: the last two. Cups here, which were the spiritual cup and the mental cup. The mental cup, I'm with you on the whole Canva thing because <laughs> I really get a kick out of it too, just designing all of my own stuff. So, all of this stuff that you see, I do it myself too. So, I'm totally with you on that
1: Yay! one. <laughs> well, and you know, I don't, your kids are younger than mine, but I have yes. to tell you that one of the things for me, I've noticed as I've gotten older is that I need more creativity because I used to have so much of that with my kids, mm-hmm. just birthing kids and birthing something, you know, a meme or something like that. It, we we get a fulfillment out of that. So as my kids have gotten older and I no longer do little science experiments with them and little, you know, hand paint things and stuff, I miss that. Mm-hmm. So now I've had to relearn how to be creative. Cause so much of mine was with my kids. It's like, let's go do chalk. Let's make our own chalk. Let's make our own Play-Doh. Let's make this, let's this, you know, and stuff like that. And I didn't realize for a few years that I was actually grieving that I had to grieve the loss of those stages with my kids and grieve that I wasn't doing creative things with them. Now it's like, we go to dinner, we can make, make dinner together, but it's not the same thing. It's not that I don't get to watch them explore and the light bulbs go off and stuff. So, Gotcha.
0: Yes. I know one day I'll be there, but yeah, I'm still in the, let's make the, the play doh thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I'm, I'm like waiting for, like, I, I just need to borrow a couple of friends, kids. and like, let's just have a play day at my house. Just bring them over. I'll do it. You know, oh, yes,
0: definitely. Now you gave us a lot of really good information here about the four cups and how we can keep them filled. Now there is a mom that's listening and it's like, okay, all of this stuff is really good, but I just need like one thing that I can get me started today. What would you say is one thing that we could implement today to get us on this, the start of doing better self-care?
1: Well, I think for me, what I normally would tell my clients is I want you to look at where you have the greatest need. So if you were to take those four cups and you give them a scale of one to 10, ask yourself you know where are you at in each one of those and then the one that is the lowest is the one you need to focus on and i say that because it's probably the one you're pouring from the most and that's why it's the lowest so we need to get that one filled up Mm -hmm. however again the physical tends to be the easiest everybody after they're listening to this could go up could go for a walk Mm -hmm. even if it is a walk in the house and seriously my husband and i sometimes um, if I need, if I'm feeling like I want to move my body, we will run around the house in this weird kind of odd shaped figure eight thing for 30 minutes. Okay. And, okay. And, and people are like, really? I like being outside. I'm like, I don't care. I need to move my body for 30 minutes. And this is, it looks dumb and I'm doing it. And we'll walk, we'll run by each other and we'll high five each other. Like, like that kind of thing. And it's like, <laughs> okay. And he doesn't love doing it. But he's like, I'm supporting you, honey. I'm supporting you. You know? Got it. And so i don't the so the one thing I would say is, figure out what your one thing is. What is your thing that you know you deplete? Is it that you need to say no more because you've overscheduled yourself self and now you're taking it out in your family? Is it that you have decision fatigue at the end of the day and you need to start making um, you know decisions do decisions differently? Is it that you need to do meal prep on Sundays, even though that's not fun, um, is it that you need to do that so that your rest of your week is set up for success? Mm -hmm. Where is it that your cup is like, man, just please nobody take anything else out of this cup because I'm about ready to be dry. Um, Because I'm about everything being customized. It's not a one size fits all. And people go, oh, when I ask my clients, what do you do for self-care? They're like, oh, I get mani-pedis and I get massages. And (laughs) that's great if that truly fills you up. Mm-hmm. but it's almost like a faux self care because people were like, Oh, I did that. But, I'm like, but what cup did that fill? How much did it put in your cup? And I, like, well, and sometimes they're like, Oh, it was super stressful because I had to get a sitter for the kids and I had to this and I had to that. And it's like, is that really filling your cup? Let's get real. Did it really fill your cup? Because sometimes it doesn't, you know, maybe uh, like, I don't love um, mani pedis like some of my friends do. I'll go with them but it's not my thing. But I also have a client that gets um, pedicures all the time because her husband loves to rub her feet and he and he likes it when her feet are like clean and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's a way for them to bond. So she gets her feet done so that they have intimate time. Okay. So, So my one thing, because there's so many, my one thing is you have to stop and figure out what your one thing is. Got it. Got it. All right. I like that. I
0: like that a lot. Now there is one question that I ask all of my guests.
1: And if, if you could have
0: any superpower, what would it be?
1: You know, I actually spent quite a bit of time thinking about this. I even talked to my husband. I said, what do you think it would be? <laughs> and he said, well, what do you think? And I said, well, I was thinking that I would love to be able to just to see into people's hearts when like my clients. And so I could just help them get to the bottom of the issue and, and all that. And he goes, you know, kind, you kind of already do that, honey. be a waste Mm. of that superpower and i said okay then what i would really love is i'd love to be able to teleport okay okay but i but i have a caveat i want to be able to bring somebody with me because (laughs) (laughs) because i well here's the thing i have so many things i want to do and so Mm. my husband i love to travel and there's like there's talks that people have asked me to do and i'm like i can't because there's no way i can get there in time because I've got the other thing I'm doing. And so time constraints sometimes just like frustrate me. It's like, oh, I would love to be able to do all these things, but -hmm. but I can't. And so travel is one of the biggest hindrances that I have to get to places. And I had somebody on the East Coast that wanted me to come do a weekend workshop for their church. And I couldn't do it because I had something on a Friday and this was a Saturday, Sunday, and there was no way I could make it work. And so time you know, gets in the way and, and it, it frustrates us, even things like traffic. I don't know about you, but (laughs) when I get stuck in traffic, it's so easy for me to be like, oh my gosh, this is so much wasted time. So I I get up extra early to head to the office and things like that. But if I could teleport someplace and, you know, just be at the office automatically, or just, you know, I could, Friday finish, finish a topic and magically be somewhere you know two hours later in and teleporting myself I could get so much more done with my life <laughs> I totally agree with you I, could, I mean I could triple my superpower I would get so much more done <laughs> I mean I could even be doing this in person with you not oh, that yeah. I wouldn't be in Florida but I mean I could teleport <laughs> myself we could be sitting there chatting and and you know and it's like wouldn't that be so cool
0: it would be nice I would like that that would Yeah
1: cool. so so definitely teleportation I mean that's that's it I, I don't want to be invisible or anything like that people would run me over I don't know something <laughs> Right I didn't think about that part <laughs> When people say I want to be invisible I'm like well you're going to have to stand in the corner because somebody's going to bump into you and go what the heck was that you yeah, know and right? <laughs> you know nice nice now
0: where can our listeners find you if they want to learn more about you online
1: Sure. So if people want to reach out to me or find me or hear more from me, um, my website is cherishedwives.com. My Pinterest and my Facebook are also cherishedwives.com. And then I am brand new to Instagram. I am a newbie. Okay. Um, And so that is not cherished wives. That is actually Miss Ms. Kimberly Walton. Okay. Okay. And I just this week I found you on Instagram and I'm following you. So (laughs) I'm I expect you to follow me back. I I will. I mean, seriously, I'm like just I did my first post today. Oh I was seriously, I I put three things up, but they I don't know if I even did them right. I had to ask my son, I'm like, hey, how do I turn this picture on the other side? Because mommy can't do it there. You gotta do it in your phone. I'm like, oh that I can do. So I have a big learning curve, but you know, people go, You're just new to Instagram. I'm like, yeah, because honestly, my business hasn't needed it, the extra publicity, but I have so many friends who are there. I got to go find them and I got to see what they're doing, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, and you might even find some new people out there that you'll want to connect with. It's a, it's a nice fun world out there on Instagram.
1: Yeah. I have found some people already. I'm like, oh, I like, oh, I like that. Ooh, that's inspirational. And so I going on and putting harding things and stuff. I'm like, I could do this. Yes. I can yes. do this.
0: So I'll make sure to include all of those links in the show notes. And thank you so much again for coming on and talking to us and sharing all this great stuff about self-care with us today.
1: Oh, I'm so happy to be here. And if anybody has any questions or they want to follow up on anything, they're welcome to send me an email. Give me a couple of days to get back, but send me an email. I'm happy to, to help. And even if anybody just, seriously, I love to um, chat with people. So if somebody's got a, something going on, they want clarification and I'll give them 15 minutes of time to talk to them. So just t- so. tell, they need to tell me they're from your podcast though. Okay. Will do. Say, hey, I heard you, Antonia, and you said you'd give me 15 minutes. Say, go for it. Let's do it. Okay. okay.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You are
1: very welcome. Until next time, girlfriend. Yes, ma'am. Now
0: that does it for this episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. To find the links in the show notes, make sure you head over to realhappymom.com slash 43. There you'll find the links as well as a complete blog post on this topic of the four cups to self-care. And do me a favor. If you found this podcast helpful, rate and subscribe. This does two things. One, it lets other moms know that this is a great podcast to listen to. And two, it lets me know that the content that I'm producing for you is helpful. I'm so grateful for you listening and I will catch you in the next one.